Welcome to the Uncommons Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 1. We are calling this one uh, the Startup Phase. Uh, season 1 was uh, a combination of a, hey, let's start a podcast on Zoom phase while <laughs> yeah. we were across an ocean from each other. Um, it was once called the OGFY Podcast for a few episodes. Got through some, through some rebranding. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and it was kind of the uh, let's throw some shit at the wall and see what sticks phase. Which, that's a great name for the first season of the podcast. Yeah, and throwing like, shit. It's fucking <laughs> the throwing shit podcast. <laughs> this is the slinging shit podcast. That's <laughs> what we're doing here. But uh, this episode is uh, really an, an update kind of episode of where he is, where I am, and more importantly, where the company is, um, and how it all relates to you, the viewer, the listener, obviously the most important person here um, of what we're, we're going through to present um, a company that can just bring more value to your life. Speaking of a company that can bring more value to your life, how about them long hairs? <laughs> this <laughs> episode is sponsored by, and by sponsored we mean we both happen to be wearing a product of theirs that we love, uh, yeah. by the long hairs. And uh, Caleb was just on an epic podcast with them. The long hairs are a Shark Tank company for Warren. Super I think dope. Mark Cuban. Yeah, is a partner, yeah. That's cool as shit. Um, but just really, really cool dudes. They they make, what is their tagline? Hair ties for guys? Hair ties for guys, which is, I think, incredible because it's a very niche market. Oh my um, goodness. And then it's so funny niche. for men, too, that like I have no idea how to take care of long hair. Zero percent know anything about it. So started to go through it, seeing them, like how they put their hair in a bun, and then obviously having a girlfriend helps. But it's a great company. They have headbands, hair ties, hair products, um, and just a great group of dudes. So... Yeah, I mean, I love them. Uh, literally, how to take care of your long hair is one thing. How to take care of my hair as a guy in general. Yeah. I thought I was a head and curve <clears throat> because I've used head and shoulders since I was six yeah. years old. Thanks, Troy Palmolive. Yeah, no, for real. For That was literally why I did it, because of Troy Palmolive. Like, I saw one commercial, I'm like, that's cool. No, no, there's, no other athlete is doing a shampoo thing. I want to do what he does. Yeah, he was, it was amazing. His hair was incredible, too. But, yeah, no, speaking of uh, learning curves, um, for one, I just learned... One, that I, my hair is finally long enough to like, kind of have a little bit of a bun, yeah. which is fantastic. Because well, it's great because when you go through the awkward stage, it's not falling in your face. It's not like yeah. you can kind of get some out and have some breathing room every once in a while. But, like, but yeah. Lauren was Lauren tied my hair the first time, and, <laughs> and I was like, so what are you doing back there? And I was, I'm such a baby when it comes to like pulling my hair. Like, oh my God. Like, oh, dude, me too. A little me too, too hard, and I like freaked out. It's that and plucking my eyebrows. When Mid Dog plucks my eyebrows, it literally makes okay. me want to cry. I haven't. I'm not there yet. No, <laughs> I don't know if I will. Well, you probably don't have a unibrow. That's, I I grew up. I'm Italian. The brow. What do you want from me? The brow. I'm gonna start calling you the brow. But also, this is an update for where we are and where the company is and how we can bring more value to you. So, since our last episode was episode, it was the 38th episode overall, I believe. I believe it was episode 38. I think it was 38. I think that's what we had on all was episode oh. 38. What a, what a good run. I know, and I know that because I have one of those cars where as soon as I get in my car, all of a sudden the, it like automatically pay, plays. How much did you pay for that setting? <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear my voice. An undisclosed amount. Yeah. Um, but, and, you know, most people hate the sound of their voice. I hate it. I literally... Have you ever listened to your voice on uh, 2x speed? Well, I hear my own laugh, I hear my own voice, and it's like high-pitched, and it's so loud, it's, probably, it's just, it's really annoying. Oh, no, I, um, I got over it when somebody's like, hey, you know how you spell laughing? And I was like, what do you mean? It's like when you, somebody spells H-A-H-A-H-A, they're like, you laugh like that. I do, I laugh, I and I actually say, ha, 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 that's how I laugh. I, uh, and even like when we're like doing the content, stop talking about the startup phase, wearing a lot of hats, when we're doing the content and stuff, and I hear my voice way too much, or see my face. I'm tired of my face. <laughs> so if you have a comments here, can you please send me a goddamn picture so I can yeah. tell somebody else other yeah. than, than me, please? Thank you, I appreciate yeah. it. 
That would that would be there's, great. There's, there's some of you guys out there. We really appreciate it. So just show some love. Swear it. Send us a pic. We'll post you. But all right, let's get into um, exciting news on the personal uh, stage. But we, we're also sharing this not to kind of talk about, um, hey, we're farther along than some people, or we're cool, or anything like that. It's more of like uh, you can see that other people, even other younger people, are doing things that maybe you want to do. Um, and you can hear that maybe we've done something you want to do and you reach out to us and ask us how we did it or anything like that. Any way that like you can hear what we're doing, we're not sharing it for us. We're sharing it to share stories and experiences that somehow bring value to you. Yeah, and I think even what's even funnier is to show you that like the struggle is real and like that everything you see might not be the context, if that makes sense. Like we're humans and we're going through it. We're going through the mud right now. And if you're farther along than us, if you have any advice, we'd love that too. Advice that we could share with, you know, our guests and um, our audience and stuff like that. So, I mean, just to show you guys that life is starting, like we're starting up in all aspects of our life, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like we're finally getting older. We both moved out of parents' houses. Yep. <clears throat> we got our own apartments. Yep. Um, and we're starting to adult at yep. 24 years old. Um, starting to finally adult, like me personally, you know? And, and speaking of that, um, is I have one of those apartments for myself personally, that one I'm obviously really proud of for myself yeah, to, to get here. Um, but you see a bunch of stuff in here and it looks really cool. It does. But I mean, obviously I'm saying that cause it's my, like your my apartment sucks dude. Stop tweeting your own home. But here's the thing <laughs> is I can look at, um, I've only bought two, uh, two things of furniture here. Yeah. This couch is my brother's. Well, yeah. I, I bought the art, but that's, I mean, I love yeah. art. But that TV my brother gave me, those cube shelves TV stand my brother gave me, my desk over there my brother gave me, my office chair my brother gave me. Thanks, Matt. Uh, these pillows my brother gave me, those bar stools Lauren gave me. <laughs> uh, the blanket that I have here is I gave to Lauren, and she brought back over because I'm a guy and I didn't have a single yeah. blanket. Indian blanket. giver, like my, my pre-workout that I gave you. My, that back. That's true. Uh, my bed is Lauren's parents' old bed. The sheets on my bed, my mom gave me for my birthday. Startup phase. So literally, startup. That my Xbox that I have is literally Lauren's brother's Xbox that he's gonna take back when he comes back from <laughs> being in the army. Like, that's, I love it. But it's like uh, I have learned to be resourceful and to accept help. Yes. No. That's that's a huge thing, and I think accepting where you're at too, like. If you're ball on a budget, dude, it's cool. Ball on the budget and then like fund the dream. Like we got most of our stuff off offer up mm -hmm. or handy down or mm -hmm. stole from my mom. Mm -hmm. Didn't get from my mom, I stole it. Mm -hmm. She gave me her ninja grill the other day to use for burgers on Father's Day and I just kept it. And then I come <laughs> over uh, for dinner and she's like, first of all, as soon as you move out, go to your parents' house. If you are fortunate enough to have your parents or live close to you, like go over there as much as you can for dinner. It's, it saves you in the long run. Um, <laughs> my mom had me come over for dinner and I see a new ninja. I'm like, oh, you bought a new one. She's like, yeah, I knew you were going to take mine. And I was like, touche, because I definitely was not going to give it back. Dude, you know what's really funny is I stop by my parents' house every time I just happen to be driving past it. And, and go I, straight to the refrigerator. <laughs> I say hi to my dad. And then right away I say hi to my pops. And then I go to the refrigerator inside. And then I go to the pantry inside and then I go to the fridge outside because yeah. I don't have water bottles here. I just have my like the Brita type of thing. Same. Yeah. Filter so I, thing. I love Dasani water bottles and that's a hill I will die on. Totally separate <laughs> topic. Dasani is better than any, any water company. I don't care what anybody says. I will die on that hill. But they always have 
Dasani in the garage. Yeah. So I, dude, I, well, I literally went before, like two or three weeks ago, I brought a backpack. Nobody knows. Yeah. If somebody listens now, my, my brother will probably be like, that's where they all went? You I know brought what's... a backpack because I wanted them so bad. I love the question. I'm like, bro, how do you stay lean year round? I'm like, I'm fucking starving, bro. I'm starving. I'm not <laughs> like, you know, it looks yeah. like you're getting skinny. Yeah, bro. I'm trying to eat. Dog. You know <laughs> what I mean? I'm trying to eat. I'm not trying to starve myself. My I'm sister starving. was here the other day and she saw my fridge. She's like, what do you eat? I'm like, I have to go to the store. She's like, you did go to the store last time I was here too. I was like, well, I mean, and if you looked at it right now, I have six beers. I have an energy drink. I have a little bit of coffee. Oh, the bang is a must. You have a couple staples. I have a one. I have a one ribeye. I have a pound of hamburger and I have protein bars. I don't have anything else. Yeah. I have you know enough what? to feed me until like tomorrow. I run out of so fast as like carb stuff of like rice or like oh. sourdough nope. toast. Like yep. just have, gone. I don't have any of that. Uh, and I have a, a can of black beans. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, so I mean, but it's funny because what I'm realizing and what me and Minnie talk about a lot is like, you're going through the mud a little bit right now and you're, I mean, I wouldn't even say like, I mean, yeah, I'm struggling a little bit, but like, no. not like, like I know everything will be fine, yeah. but we're trying yeah. to do everything on our own. Yeah. Like you're trying to be an adult, mm-hmm. you're trying to do everything on your own and it's, it's good because everything's used. We bought all of our shit from OfferUp, like I said, like, and that's okay because one day when you move into that fucking fat ass crib that you manifest about, you have that brand new car. I mean, like, that's when you got your when you got your Camaro, mm-hmm. like, huge step. It's new. It's like, oh my god, like, I have something new. Like, I've never had like a new car. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, but it's cool because you know where you're coming from. And then once you get that, you're that much more grateful for it. You totally. know? So it's and, it's and cool. it brings the the thing of like, uh, this is mine. So like, there is that value more because yes. it's like, and you did it yourself. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like this is it's terrible like how this happens, but it's like. When you get your first car, your first car that like your parents help you pay for, or your parents buy for you, like my parents bought my first car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, paid it off right away, and they mm-hmm. gave it to me for my birthday. Yeah, I was a dickhead, sixteen year old kid. Yeah. I did not take care of that at all. Oh, yeah. It was dented within three hours of yeah. me having that car because you don't think it's yours. Yeah, no. So it was never clean. I barely ever took the car wash. Any engine lights, my the dash was lit like a Christmas tree. My engine light, literally in seven years of having that car, this is a fact. My engine light was on. More than it was off in seven years. My engine light's on right now, actually. My yeah. Subi. My but Subi's going through it. Now it's just like uh, my check engine, or not my check engine light, my uh, change of oil light on my Camaro on for two days. And I'm like, I need to, I need to fix yeah. that. Like, yeah. What the shit? Like, well, yeah. even though it's funny when we were leaving the bank and you're, you're like, any little thing, you're like, what the hell? What the oh, hell yeah, is that? Was on my but back that was like my Subaru. I, mean, I literally haven't got a car wash in, in like a year, dude. You do know that there's a dick on the side of your car, right? Yeah, it's been there. It's been there for like I don't know. If, was it you? Was it, <laughs> it's been I was gonna say I, it was either me, you or Crandall. It was one of you three. Months, yeah. I like and it. I look at it every day, and I'm like, it's a character. It's walking by. I don't give a shit anymore, man. Like, I got a Nevada license plate, a Hawaii license plate cover. I, people are like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Speaking of Nevada, moving on. You just uh, moved on from Nevada, playing football, and the last update. Uh, at least via social and everything, is everybody thinks that you were going for the NFL. Yeah. And But you were and everything. And now give everybody the update of where you're at with your football career. Yeah, dude. So football, um, crazy. I, well, I posted that stuff on when it was just me and the OG, OGFY about how, uh, you know, I didn't get my name called, that whole deal. And then I've been training with the great some great people. I was surrounded by greatness for the last two years of training of just, you know, Les Spellman and his, and his staff is just incredible. And then you know, Jordan Palmer brings the quarterbacks out there <clears throat> and just being surrounded by all these NFL guys and around first, first uh, round caliber for two mm-hmm. years straight, just learning. And so you're out there and you're just getting better and you're making friendships with these guys. And you're just kind of like, damn, like, and that's all you're around is football. And then, um, 
you know, Matt Komen, um, a good mentor, friend, brother, he started this program called Ohio and asked me if I wanted to get, you know, join and, and learn all kinds of stuff. And I was like, yeah, you know, and I was, and so, so real quick, yeah. explain, so what is Ohio just for like the, in a yeah. one sentence quick. So this, cause it was such um, a, a holistic, a holistic life program that channels your one love. I mean, if so I it, could it kind of like helps you figure out like, yeah. your true passion or like what you actually yes. need, right? Without even knowing, like almost, it's really weird. It was a really weird experience. Like, but the best thing, it changed the course of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, in a weird experience in the sense of, like, I've never done this before. Yeah. It's out of your comfort zone. But it's Matt, so, like, we're really close. Yep. Um, but anyway, like I was saying, um, the Ohio program, he came out. And I'm still training. I'm training with Les. I'm going. I'm, but I'm just not loving it. Like, I used to love the process. We'd wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning and go to the gym. I loved it. You know what I mean? I was training for something. And I just hit a point where I was just going to go. Like, I felt like this was my only avenue. We were talking about the uncommons, but I felt like... In order to grow the uncommons, I needed to make it to the NFL. I needed to do all this shit, and like, I just like had this one vision, like blinders on. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so then Matt asked me to. Uh, he's like, "Hey man, I want you to join this program. I was, you know, I think it would help you." I was like, "Cool." So we're talking. And there's a bunch of good uh, group of dudes. That some individual me and Matt did, and then some other group of guys that I ended up meeting who are incredible. Um, and just talking through that, pretty much the main thing was is Matt asked me. He said, "Are you your full, a hundred percent?" fully expressed self in what you're doing in football right now. And I sat there and I was like, no, because I absolutely wasn't. Even social media, like I'm a way different person on social media. I'm trying to rebrand myself as just myself and the things I'm doing because when you're playing football, you can't post certain stuff. You can't look a certain way. You can't come off as like contradict. There's just so many things that people yeah. have to fall under this yeah. umbrella, right? So even like that, like trying to keep up this persona of what you're doing all the time. I'm like, no, I'm not fully expressed because I'm into a lot of things that I feel like I can't speak up about because I play football and just everything I'm doing all the time. And he's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, bro, I want to travel the world and meet new people. And, and I'm so curious. And like, I just started becoming relentlessly curious all of a sudden these last couple of years. I just want to know about everything all the time um, and ask questions. And he was like, when we talk, man, it doesn't seem like football is your one love. And he's like, and it just clicked like I'm wasting time. Mm -hmm. Like we don't, what time's the one thing I'm never going to get back. And I was just tired of letting other people dictate my life, putting my hands in or my life in the hands of people that don't know me as a person that care about a 40 yard dash on a piece of paper. And they care about the person that's going into their locker room, the impact that they're making on the world. Like that's, that's what I care about. I don't care about, I just learned, I opened my mind a little bit. I got more open-minded. And so I made that transition to kind of hang up my cleats and I still talk to a couple leagues and teams about playing and I still have the itch because I'm in the best shape I've ever been in my entire life athletically, explosively. I'm the fastest. I am the most lean. I have confidence that I've never had in my life yeah. before that if I stepped on a field, I wouldn't give a fuck who was in front of me. Yeah. Not a single fuck would be because I have nothing to lose. Yeah. And Coach Nickel, um, our receiver coach when I was at Washington State, is in Mississippi State now, but he used to say, man, the scariest dude to fight in a bar is the one that has nothing to lose. I never under understood that until now. Like, if I was on the football field, I wouldn't give a fuck, man. I had so much pressure on myself. So if I go back and tell my younger self something, it'd be like, bro, loosen up. Like, yeah. you are so high-strung and you're trying to force this dream and you're just chasing, 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 and it's just running farther and farther away from you. Just flow, man. And yeah. so I let go of football, man, for a little – for right now as of, you know, if Bill Belichick calls me and the Patriots want to call me. As of – actually, I don't know with the NFL and all their shit right now. No, if Belichick calls but, you, you're <laughs> going. I'm yeah. making you go. Edelman retired, though. One. Edelman retired, though, so it's That's like – So they need somebody to split the <laughs> True. There's two ways of looking at that. I want to, I want to play with Edelman. But anyway, to answer your question in a long-winded form, yes, I quit football and um, we have fully, you know, dove into this business. And so I, I think a, a good, um, you know, like – 
meshing those two worlds together is um, you are finally at the point of where I've been fortunate enough to be in terms of in the last year or two like of like team. No, well, that sure, but like in the terms of, I mean, you got an apartment before I did. You had yeah. before I did. Yeah, but you've but, done a lot of, like, you've, you've trialed and aired a lot before I have, me. So I, you kind of, I, you've gone I, through I, it, and then I, you were back home like, hey, motherfucker, you need to. I have trialed and I have aired a lot. You were my devil's advocate even for the apartment, too. Like, hey, bro, you don't even, and we didn't know. There's a lot that went into There's, it that yeah, you started so off much, good. It's so much, it's so expensive. And then it catches up, yeah. Living here is so expensive. Yeah. But, like, what I, what I was getting to is, like, um, when you are trying to present this personal brand and your life outside of football, but you can't because it's kind of like you have to be a certain way of, like when you're an athlete, which it's just like, and this is not getting into the political way of... Yeah, of take that however you fucking want, man, no, but honestly. No, but. just like how, um, or even if you love this guy or hate this guy, of when, I forget who it was, told LeBron just to shut up and dribble. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of like that of like... Yeah. You know, well, that's how the outside world, like you feel like you can't, you can't have an opinion. You can't sure. form an opinion as an athlete with any platform because the first of all, you're under a microscope of everything you do. And you're perceived as one thing. Like if I posted a football picture at some point, it'd be awesome videos, like engagements, like social media talk, right? It's through the roof. And then if I post anything personal, I'd be like, the fuck? So like rebranding. Yeah, you're not a person, you're a football Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of how, and I'm not, not that I was anything big or anything, yeah. but just the little, yeah. you know, audience we had as a uh -huh. divisional football player. But so I can't imagine guys on the pro level. That's why they don't get personal because they're so scared of being judged. It's like. God, dude, I can't be yeah. a normal person and have feelings and an opinion. I can't have an opinion all of a sudden because I play football and I'm really good at it. Like, yeah. you know? No, and speaking of just on going on a quick tangent of like now I'm thinking about it, of uh, Tom versus Time. Oh, fucking incredible. No, okay. And then he kissed his son on the lips. <laughs> yeah, dude, no, that's his culture. But, but literally, so many people thought it was weird. And then, like, I'm sure Tom, Tom doesn't give a fuck. Oh, zero Tom fucks. But yeah, there are a bunch of NFL seven players. Rings. There are a bunch of NFL players who are like, I do that, like, I kiss my son on the lips, like, it's not weird, I'm his father, it's like, it's not weird like that, and other people did, but like, there's like that weird thing of like, wait, Tom's a, Tom's a dad? Yeah. I didn't know Tom had kids, like, pe people literally said that, like, I didn't know Tom had a family, it's like, do you think literally 168 hours a week he's literally, he's literally like, on the football yeah, field? Yeah, I do, no, or but, watching film. Yeah. No, it's like, it's like when you see your teacher out in public when you're a kid, like, oh my god, you're a person, you have a life? <laughs> You know, but it's like, hey, I'm waiting for my grade, yeah. by the way, dickhead. If there's one thing that this process this last like two years has taught me, even just going through this stage of like everybody's at a different phase in their life yeah. and you can't compare phases and also being open-minded, like, I mean, this all started like when I heard Mike Studd's podcast of seven spiritual laws of success and I dove into that and the four agreements and then Paul Check and then Matt Komen and the Ohio program, meeting all these people in the common thing that I find with all these great people that I love to relate to and ask questions to or find um, inspiration from is they're open-minded and they have no judgment. Yeah. Because everybody's, you have no idea what that person's going through. You have no idea, like what if Tom would have almost lost his son and that's why he kisses him the way he does For because sure. he fucking loves his For son, sure. man. Like who are you to judge what love sure. is or how someone expresses something? So I think the whole point of just this process of it and growing up and adulting is don't compare your phases and your journeys to anybody else's be open-minded to everything relentlessly curious and then just don't judge bro like don't pass judgment and have expectations for other people like yep. yeah we talk about that all the time you know but anyway uh, and so as we're getting further on this journey to like uh of the startup phase and specifically trying to relate like kind of our two worlds of me as an entrepreneur while you're in college and then you kind of joining me on this entrepreneurship yes. journey because you you realize it's it's fucking cool as shit, even though it's Oh my god, it's it's incredible. But you you ran into this uh this thing that I ran into when I was fired. 
yeah. was I realized I don't want to ever be in a position to where somebody else dic- makes a decision and it dictates my, my life and my freedoms. Yeah, I don't want to fucking be on anybody else's watch. So I, I, walked into, I walked into work one time when I was 21 years old and I was a brand manager. I felt like I was hot shit. I was making more money than any of my friends. I had an apartment with my with one of my brothers, and I, did, I felt yeah, you were balling a little bit, yeah. And I walked in one morning, and I got fired, and I was like, uh, I've, no, I got rent, dude. Sorry." Yeah. yeah. And like looking back at it, I would have fired me too for sure. Yeah. It was totally, and I'm still friends with every single person there. Yeah, it wasn't personal. But what I was getting to was like I was, I'm, it was the best thing that ever happened to me in my life because it made me realize like, hey, bro, this shit's on you. So for you to have that realization of like, no, I don't want to go on that field. Knowing I have to be this way. I have yes. to do things this way. I can't present off the field a certain way because on the field I'm supposed to be this guy. So off the field I should be that guy. So yeah. it's like watching you in this process kind of break, break free from those like those shackles of like finally being able to commit to, hey, this is who the fuck I am and here it is. Like I, this, this is me and this yeah. is who you're getting. And honestly, love me or hate me, that's cool. I really don't care. No, and I, I, first of all, I really appreciate that. And like watching, like, you know, you go through and we talk this whole time and, and going through, like I said, the Ohio program. And the biggest thing is, bro, in your life, in all aspects, whether it's a job, a relationship with your significant other, um, I mean, anything that you surround yourself with content, if it doesn't allow you to fully express yourself and be 100% authentic yourself, unapologetically yourself, mm-hmm. 100% unapologetically yourself in all moments of your life, then you need to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And that's like everything, like even like with your relationship, like your significant others should, you should be like, I've never met anybody that I could be my 100% self around until I met me, you know yeah. what I mean? And so it's like, it's crazy once you do break free of that, that you realize you get a taste of what you want and you're like, I won't settle for anything less than that. Yeah. And there's been great opportunities and, and other stuff that we could probably take, but we love this journey of being your own boss and, and startup phase and going through the mud to get to this this point where we're gonna be and it's it's cool to see that this steps up, you know? Yeah, and what's really exciting to see is, is I, I have been in that startup phase um, in my own projects I've started because this is this is like the sixth or seventh uh, company I've started. Mm-hmm. And um, only one other has ever been like actually successful uh-huh. and I partnered with Jordan Palmer on that one. Oh so my God, you failed? It was Jeez. definitely not all me, that's for sure. <laughs> Um, but the first four or five I started by myself, mm-hmm. fucking failed horribly, and they're all incredible lessons now. Like, yeah, they all suck and hurt like a hurt horribly. My very you first, have to go through it. I mean, my very first one, I literally wasted over twenty thousand dollars of my dad's money. Yeah, and it's that's that steams, bro. You're yeah, like, yeah. So it's just like I, you know. So leading up to that, of where we're where the uncommons are at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, well, first of all, personally though, like, what about? Like you've been going through it too. Like you moved out, your apartment, we talked about the apartment, but like what are the steps that you've made also like that you feel like you've taken the next step to, you know, and I mean, what do you do? For those that don't know, like, I mean, we're talking to these people, what are you doing to fund the dream? How is this starting? Like this started in, in my garage and this idea, we collaborated and then now it's like we're growing and we're getting there. We have yeah. our first intern. Yeah. Um, no, but I mean, we're, we're making moves and we're getting there. So like what has the process been personally for you and the moves that you've made? to, you know, level up the uncommons. Yeah, so we, um, you let her in. Is she here? Yes. So where we're at right now is, um, Lauren just walked in here because we're recording at my apartment. You want to say hi? Just shout out hi real quick. Yo. Uh, yo! Yo! Um, but, alright, now back to the regularly scheduled podcast. <laughs> um, 
I'm at the, the point of uh, where we have both, like, emotionally and spiritually and mentally, we, we're all the way in on mm -hmm. this, right? Yes. Yeah. While that's still true is rent's due, we got to eat, yeah. car payment, bills, utilities. Yeah. So being completely transparent, like we always will be, all of the revenue and profit from the uncommons goes right back into it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We don't take, we don't really take no. this, any, any profits to pay our bills. No. So for, I mean, you're, you're taking gigs, uh, and you, you're taking odd jobs and gigs and, and commitments to, you know, to pay the bills. Swear a lot of hats, but I swear I'm not capping. We're going to edit that part out. Mike's dead. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> um, so, and then I, I have a digital marketing, um, and copywriting clients that I work with, um, a bunch of like e-com physical product companies, really, really cool people, um, to fund, you know, I gotta, gotta pay the bills, um, oh, building websites for things I've like mm -hmm. some websites I don't want to build other people. I want to work with those people, but then they ask me to do a project and like, I don't want to do this, but I need to pay the bills. Yeah. And like, well, that's the thing is being able, like, I understand like we have to say no, but at times you have, you you have to get to a place, and if you think it's going to be easy, you're naive and thinking, hey, we're going to sell this business and make a million dollars in the first year. It's like, yeah, bro, how are we getting there? You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. there's going to be a process, and that's why I love, his last name Barr, right? Nick Barr? Is that how you pronounce the last name? Oh, Nick, or Bear? Is it Bear? Bear? Yeah, I think it's Bear. Okay. But when he came out with that little thing of, like, mm -hmm. him in 2012, when he just started, you know, and I thought, I thought he was, had a different story than that because the company's so big now. I thought, like, he was already kind of a big deal and started a company. Like, no, he built that shit from the ground yeah. up. And so to see the rawness while, of... While being an army ranger. Yeah, exactly. Like, so the story's crazy to be raw and real. That's why we kind of wanted to start this too, to show these people that it's it's not like all rainbows and shit that you see on Instagram from all these people and, and you where these companies are now and where they've come from, mm -hmm. some of the biggest in the world. It's just crazy. Like, you don't know where shit starts. For sure. And then there, there comes those points of uh, the decisions of... Uh, when you have to fund the dream that we're trying to do right now separately from the actual dream that you're working on. You know, sacrificing, yes. There's, like, there's a lot of really hard decisions that have to be made. And, like, for me, um, I had three or four clients, and at one time, like, five clients I was working with, and I was making a ton of money compared to what I was before. And, but I could barely even record a podcast, like, during the week. Like, yeah, it's tough. So then it was just kind of, I had to make a decision of, like, yeah, this money is here now, but you don't want to do that. You don't even, like, love doing all of this. Exactly. And I would rather be doing the uncommon. So for me, I like built up a little bit of, of like a safety net to where it's like I cut every client but two. Yeah. And one of them, my work with them is about to be done, so I'm only gonna have one client that mm -hmm. I work with. And I, but he's one that's like I want to work with them like forever. Yeah. They're, they're fantastic. But it's like getting to that point of like, oh shit, this is scary because I don't have as much money coming in now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But it also, but I have a lot more time to work on what I want to mm -hmm. work on. Yeah. But like that's like when and it's, it's growing. And you're yeah. seeing, and I think that's the part too, where you're seeing a little bit of the fruits of labor that we put into the uncommons where stuff's growing and the content's getting better. We're helping each other out. We're buying, we're able to fund some things for it yeah. and travel to go do stuff. And it's like learning when to say yes and no. And it's, it's, it's this weird time in our life where we're like, fuck, like I don't want to do this, but yeah, I have to make this bread right now. I have to take this gig and I have to miss something. I have to sacrifice and family time. And it's, they're always, everything has an opportunity cost. We talk about that all the time. Like what? At the end of the day, and it was funny because my boy Griff called me and kind of called me out like, yo, bro, you got to go balls into this. It's, it's going to be hard. Like, I know you're tired. No shit. I know you're fucking going through it and you're in the mud. And, yo, like your mindset, like, yeah, man, but you better wake the fuck up because it's not going to get any easier. Mm -hmm. Like, you want to take over the world, bro, essentially is what you're telling me. And yeah. then you're tired. Like, yeah. 
Come on, you know what I mean? So I love that, you know, we have friends and each other and stuff that can hold us accountable in that sense because we're, we're dreamers. We're, yeah. we're big fucking dreamers and it's gonna, it's not gonna happen overnight. And I came to the realization and that's when you just have to kind of, I understood, I'm finally understanding these things like trust the process yeah. and enjoy the process because this is what you're supposed to enjoy in the sense of when you do have that sky tower and you look back and you're like, remember the dungeon, bro? Like, remember the makeshift podcast we made? Yep. Now we have a team and it's funny to, to watch it grow. Yep. Yeah, it's like, Think about now, if we're going to call season two the startup phase, I think literally the age 20 to 25 of everybody's life is the startup phase. Yeah. Because it's, it's just so much of figuring it out, and what it really is is scary sacrifice. It's like the only way I could like think of how to like word it, because it's like for me, for an example of like dropping two or three clients and forfeiting thousands of dollars is a scary sacrifice, even though I know it's the right decision. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that of like, uh, oh, like you were making money. No, it was one of those things of like, Fuck, that was scary. Yeah, like yeah. that. It's like, a risk. That's it's a huge risk because one, it's like the idea of this could not work out. No, it's gonna work out, but it, it's how long until it, mm -hmm. it like that it hockey sticks to where it's like okay, now this this company that I work that I'm working on right now that we're building, this is actually funding my life because it's like at the end of the day, we both we both understand understand last day of the month rent is due. Mm -hmm. You know, like rent is due, utilities car payment, all that shit, the government's gonna come knocking if I don't pay. Like, yeah. I, need to, I need to make sure that this gets done. Well, and I think what's cool is the mutual respect between knowing that we each sacrifice and the things that we do and the things we're going through and like the partnership and all that. And what, what's crazy is just all these experiences are just lessons that mm -hmm. we're learning throughout the way. Like you said, it's just a startup phase. Um, and we're in all these different hats to fund this dream that and the reason that I think, like, especially why I want to do this, and I know the reasons you want to do this, but I listen to these podcasts or, or read a book and I hear somebody say something and one thing will just stick with me where I'm like, this is why we do it. Like if one thing can stick with somebody that's going through something and today it was, the, I don't even know the woman that was on it. I just turned it on and started listening to it. The host um, or the, the guest? The guest. Um, yeah, but I, I wish I could remember her because I tell, but anyway, it's just going on. She says, dream first, details later. And pretty much her inevitability to figure shit out is yep. what she always bets on. And that's how I feel like we are. And she moved to Mexico and had nothing, no money, no nothing, walked into a restaurant, said, I need a job. And then said that she had a business that she didn't even start or had an idea for to make money and then ended up being the business that she took off with. And it's just this crazy story, right? But it's just risking it and betting on yourself. And she talks about like what we talk about all the time and hearing other people say it is reassuring where it's like, you gotta believe in yourself before anybody else does or it's never gonna work out. You have to have that unwavering confidence to bet on yourself or who, like, it's not gonna work out ever. If you don't fucking believe it and dive fully in and you gotta jump in the swim type atmosphere, like, it's never gonna work out. So I think knowing that and going through a startup phase um, is one of the funnest parts that I'm experiencing is like, it's fun because it's growing but you're grinding your ass off and it's just, you can almost, you have to laugh some days at just the shit you go through, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Where shit's not working, you don't have the luxury to do this, you have to film in a fucking apartment if there's distractions, and there's just a lot going on, yep. you know? And uh, speaking of that, of figuring it out, that's like a story of uh, two of my favorite entrepreneurs uh, I've ever met are two people I look up to, and they're also two very close friends of mine, and they're local people, I work for both of them. Um, one of them is Taylor Holiday, who is the founder of Common Thread Collective, and he's one of the guys from 4400. He, KLO, Power Balance, he helped start them all. Um, and he told me one day, uh, he was like, an entrepreneur's number one job. All an entrepreneur does to be a true entrepreneur is you have to solve problems. Yeah. If you don't know how to solve problems, you're, you're gonna fail. But if you do, you're gonna figure it out. Mm -hmm. And then the 
my favorite compliment I have ever gotten in my life is from Jordan Palmer, who's another one of the actors I look up to. He's also a business partner and friend. He was like, dude, you have more figured out of this than anybody I've ever met. And it was still my favorite compliment yeah. I've ever received in my entire life. Fuck yeah. Besides Lauren, I want that guy on my team. Besides everything Lauren's ever sent to me, said to me because she's here. <laughs> but, but it's one of those things of that is what the age 20 to 25 is. That is what a startup is. That is any endeavor that like you don't have a perfect roadmap for, which basically you never have a perfect roadmap for anything. It's like this, bro. It is learning figured outness is like the number one skill, I think. And it's not like to talk about me, it's like to talk about the idea of there are no such things as this problem can't be solved. It's just I haven't figured out yet. Yet. Yeah. Yet is the thing because yet opens up the possibilities for but I will There's there's always a way. There's um, always a will. And I think on top of figured out isn't it on top of figured out of this, I think the number one thing that I'm figuring out that people have in common that are successful is will. Is the willingness to figure it out, the willingness to jump into the deep end, not knowing what the fuck's in there, the the willingness to bet on yourself, and having willingness to do things that you know you don't want to do in the moment, but to fund a bigger dream, and you know the willingness to do the things that others aren't. That's going to give you the quiet edge. And I think if you have will, and people can hear it, the passion, like you just feel it. It's energy, yeah. and you give that off every time. So if, if something, if you're not confident about something, or you're not betting on yourself, it's it speaks louder than any words you could say. And, and speaking back on uh, Nick Bear, actually, he has a. Um, Pretty sure it's Nick Barry. Now you're in my head. I don't. Because you know what's like, funny is like I think it's Nick Bear Fitness. I follow these guys a lot, and I but you never hear people say their name a yeah. lot. You know, yeah, I mean, like, you just look, watch their content. Huh. So a lot of people's names that you don't know how to pronounce. So he has a uh, saying of embrace the suck. Yes. So and a lot of that has to do with um, in the workouts and fitness, like embracing mm-hmm. the suck because it's like ultimately the results you're gonna love the results if you yeah. embrace the suck. But that's so true for for startup phase, for like embracing what really it comes down to is embracing that embracing failure embracing sucking as absolutely a, at, in what you're doing you're supposed to suck at first bro you're, you're literally, supposed to i remember literally three years ago i remember i went on instagram live and talked about the idea of like you're supposed to suck yeah. when you start i remember dude literally six months ago i mean the words i say now and use about yeah. when i talk to you in business terms and like you just that you have to surround yourself with what you want to be if you want to be something you have to go to the source you have to surround yourself with people that are smarter than you, people that are in that industry, that have been in that industry, that have made billion dollar businesses. Mm-hmm. You have to seek help and mentorship. You have to learn and be relentlessly curious about it or you're never gonna get to a place and, that you wanna be. And you know what I think another thing is that uh, what holds people back from posting on social media, from uh, creating content, from starting businesses, and even like for applying for jobs, is like people hit this wall when it comes to being embarrassed. Oh, they're so scared of, of the judgments because it's a mean place. But you know what, dude? If you don't start, you're never going to learn. You but have to start somewhere. You have to paint really shitty pictures until you learn how to paint good ones. You yeah. don't just start all of a sudden painting your first picture and being really, really good. That's no. literally from a newsletter from James Clear, Atomic Habits. Yeah. Literally, his uh, he had a quote in his uh, newsletter today from an artist that was like, there's no such thing as an artist that painted the first picture and it was a masterpiece. Dude, you have to start somewhere, and that's why I look up to Les Spellman so much because, first of all, he's an incredible trainer. Um, you see the stuff he posts, and the things that I've learned from that man of just watching how he works until, like, he he's not – first of all, he's not scared of failure. I mean, dude, he's like – he started as a janitor in this industry. He started as a janitor, and now he's as an up-and-coming, one of the – arguably the best, you know, like, speed yeah, coaches in the came country. Came right like now. Ryan Flaherty or like – Dude, it's fucking crazy, and so it's just, like, where he came from – 
And then the things that he's posting, he's giving away like his secrets, quote unquote. And I used to think like that, like, oh no, you gotta, and it's like, man, it's free game, man. It's everybody, let's grow together type atmosphere. And I've asked him like about judgment. He, it's just like, bro, I gotta do what I gotta do. And you know what I mean? And I wanna help others. And that's all, it's service. And he's serving these people. And so it's just, you can't be scared. You gotta start throwing the shit sure. at the wall and seeing what sticks, man. And so moving on to where we are right now of, Caleb and I have hit this, this point of realizing of, Honing in on what exactly we want the uncommons to be, honing in on our personal commitment Shit, to it. It wasn't easy though. No, it was not easy, and there was a lot of uh, there was a lot. Denzel Washington quote, which is one of my favorites, of people often confuse movement with progress. And for a while, we were moving around a lot, but we didn't feel like we were progressing because there were yeah. so many opportunities. You well, know? it's it's hard to just even kind of going back to like the grind phase that we're currently in of like our own personal lives, where it's like. A lot of things I'm dabbling in, but learning. And you know what's really weird is, I there's a bigger purpose for everything, bro. And I just think I haven't done, gone to one thing, an odd job or anything that hasn't connected me to something else. Yeah. If that I've met people that I've never like, if I would have done this, like somebody that we meet with, if I didn't do an odd job, I would have never met him, which would have led us to meetings, which would have led us to some stuff we're doing. You know, and people I meet, it's all connected. Like every it's all connected. Manifest. Um, but you know, so it's just trippy with, with knowing that there is a bigger picture and when uh -huh. you just keep following your gut, it's everything happens for a reason, man. Everything happens for a reason. For sure. E everything does happen for a reason. And I think that's like, that's so easy to say so much harder to really take to heart. I mean, sure. Understand, but actually like accept. And it's one of those things that it's so much easier to accept looking in retrospect rather than looking in the future. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's like, we kind of have to. But looking back on, we are officially one year since we started, since episode one. The Uncommons, yeah. Since we started The Uncommons. So like, it's, it's been, been 13 or 14 months since OGFY started. I think it's months? COVID. It's been since right when COVID hit. So when was oh. COVID? Yeah. We started OGFY in the garage when COVID in hit. In 2019. Yeah. Then. So it's been almost two Shit. years. So we started this two years ago. Um, and then we, the Uncommons had a one year anniversary of like us being the Uncommons. Mm -hmm. And like we talked about, everything looks like opportunities of, hey, we can go here and do this, we can go here and do this, we can go here and do this. And then it pulls you from your original thoughts or goals uh -huh. or, or dreams of why we started in the first place. Yep. Like you said, everything looks like an opportunity. So you're like, oh, I can do this, I can do this. But like, what's the one love, bro? What are we trying to do? What's the main purpose of this business and this thing? So like you talked about, we're honing in. And we're starting, and what's funny is me and you are finally hitting a stride of where like, I had these ideas and then, and you had these ideas and we didn't know how it was going to work. And we were just kind of trying to figure all this shit out. And then all of a sudden we went, yes, like, boom, this yep. is what we're going to do. Yep. And it all started to flow. And cause it's, and it's not being forced, which is the most beautiful part, but the opportunities and all this kind of shit. And we're honing in on the original plan that we had since we started the, the uncommons yep. a year ago. And it took us a while to get here, but you have to go through those. Yep. To seek the what ifs, For almost, sure. you know, to, to finally hone in. Because it's like, if we would have just gone uh, to what we're trying to do right now, if we would have done this a year ago, we would have still, like, been going slowly because we'd be worried about, like, dude, should we have done that? Should we have done that? Should we have at least tested this theory? Yeah. Should we have, you know, I tried that. And now that we've done all those things, it's what really aligned us is our ability to, that, hey, everything that doesn't hit this tip of the spear is a distraction. Mm -hmm. It's not an opportunity, it is a distraction. And so what was really aligned us a lot is saying no and yeah. removing shit. Learning, learning, yes. Well, removing anything that doesn't provide value and, hone, and help 
provide the, the tip of the spear, like yeah. you said, like help that direction. And the thing I love the most, um, like I said, I love, he's just Mike now, but his whole vibe of like the manifestate, the spirituality that he's brought into his songs. And his, one of the, on his new album, he's like, I've been living, he's like, I've been li- waiting all my life to live the life. So he's like, I've been waiting all my life to live the life I'm living now. Mm-hmm. And then it's just kind of like, I, I, I'm living this life that why would I look back and look at the what ifs of, you know what I mean? All these things when I've been waiting for this my whole life. Uh-huh. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's a, uh, it's going to probably be topic for next episode, which I haven't, I haven't discussed with you yet. Yeah. I know exactly what it's going to be. And it's going to be exactly on that vibe. Yeah. But we are one year in of the uncommons. And what's really funny is uh, most people believe that to start any company, um, you need to have all of your stuff dialed in. You need to have an LLC, a bank account, a website, a logo, all of your ducks in a row. Um, we created uh, our the Uncommons logo in maybe two and a half minutes on Canva, free resource. Um, <laughs> I created the Uncommons website in three hours on Squarespace. Yes. Um, but one year later, you and me are now finally incorporated. We have an LLC. Yes. It took us over a year to do that. Yeah. We finally have a bank account. Yeah. No, so that took over a year to do. So one thing I think of um, when it comes to how we, one thing you and I understand that we want to get through to, you know, listeners and viewers is start and just fucking do. Whatever the idea is, just start it in some capacity and just get going and you'll figure it all out later. Well, you never know what tomorrow will bring. You never know the person you'll meet. You never know an idea that you have that might be one that changes the fuck. Like, you just never know mm-hmm. about anything. And starting is the hardest fucking part, bro. It's starting because you think about all this shit and all the things that can go wrong. And you start just getting in your own head. And you, it's if you just start, like you said, you just start to figure it the fuck out. You yeah. learn. Oh, I burnt my hand on that. I can't go that way. Yep. Ooh, that hurts. I can't do that. Ooh, this feels kind of good. Let's yep. go this way. It's just, it's a feel game, man. It's, that's how we've been living our life lately with the workouts to what we're eating, to what we're putting in our body and just feeling everything and listening to what the world and your environment is telling you. Mm-hmm. It's going to tell you which directions to go. And I always know that when I fight that is when it's the worst or my attitude's changed or I'm going through it. It's like, bro, you're just fighting where you're supposed to be going. You know, it's like, it's a, it's a trip. Yeah, and that's one of those things of if you if you think about the concept of uh, a really big company that says say you do a million in sales for a theoretical number, the first dollar is the hardest to yes. get, and then all of a sudden it's a lot. Once you make one dollar, it's a lot easier to make ten because you believe you can do it, and someone else saw you do it. It's the compound effect. And then getting to a hundred is easier, and getting to a thousand is easier, and a hundred thousand, all that stuff. You know, it's way easier. So starting in this is just, is so hard. And I understand the zero to one in anything sucks. The zero to one in starting is just it, because it's like, before you even start, there's all of these problems that could go wrong. And that's what defeats everybody before they start. Yeah. There's all the what ifs. What if, what if it went right? What if it changes the fucking world? What if you're a billionaire? Like you got to take that bet on yourself, man. And, which is exactly why. You got one life. Because everybody goes, yeah, but why am I that people do that? Why not you? Yeah. I drew a blank on the song too. Like all of a sudden, it's, he said, "I've been doing way too well to sit around and wonder how life could have went different." So he's like, I, "I had to like sing it to myself to get the to get the wow. lyrics." I had like I blank, but yeah. So it's like I've been doing way too well to be like, "What the what if what yep. motherfucker?" Like I did this yep. and I'm doing it and I'm living a life that I've always wanted to live. I can't sit and think about the what ifs. So I gotta keep going. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love that vibe. We use the keep going phrase of just, dude, you have to keep going. That's the only thing successful people do different than everybody else. They just keep fucking going and they keep questioning and they keep 
coming out of that box that society tries to put you in of just questioning everything and solving a fucking problem. There's problems everywhere. Yep. Like you said, try to fucking solve it. Bring some value to the world. Bring some value to serve others. And like one of our biggest inspirations for our brand being named the Uncommons is David Goggins. Absolutely. You know, because he is arguably the most uncommon person on the planet. He's yeah. a fucking alien. He's so impressive. But he literally says in a couple different interviews, he says it's so easy to be great nowadays. It's, it comes down to two words. Don't stop. That's all it is. It's mm -hmm. just don't stop. Because he's like, dude, everybody gets defeated and gets knocked down one time and yeah. never gets back up. Mm -hmm. And literally the difference is just getting back up and keep going. And it's funny because, bro, like, you're crazy if you don't think everybody goes through self-doubts. Like, even the most confident, there's, I mean, David Goggins talks about the demons that he has, mm -hmm. you know, that you have to, it's a daily battle. And you know what's funny is things that I've learned my whole life growing up, like, they're finally starting to make sense to me mm -hmm. about trusting the process, trust your struggle. I have that fucking tattooed on me and there's all this shit that's going the compound effect. I read that book when I was in college and like it kind of hit me, but now mm -hmm. it's like, oh my God, I understand that decision I made a fucking year ago did something for me today. Yep. You know what I mean? And so just the little things of you have to keep going. And then there's this weird little pause of this voice in your head that's telling you like, you're like, fuck man, like, I don't know, is this, is this right? Should I be doing this? Should I, should I put all my time, money and effort, energy into this? Or like, you know, and you start to self doubt and that's when you're hitting that, that restrictions and that adversity, man, you're on the verge of a breakthrough because you have to look at all the things that have been going good. Cause one thing goes bad, people start to trip. What about all the things that have just been going good? Yep. There's going to be a bump in the road, bro. Shit's going to happen and we're just going to have to pivot, maneuver. It's never going to be a straight line. You never get to A to fuck. You don't go to A to B like that yep. in real life, bro. Yep. It's going to have a fucking pivot. You're going to go. Crazy. You know what in, I mean? Like in life, you you think that it's going to be like the alphabet. You think it's going to be A B C D in order to get to Z, but literally, it's like A B B B B B B C Q R Back S to A A K A, <laughs> A one, and you're like, wait, there's numbers. <laughs> like that's how that's how it is. And in, in startup phase, you in never your early twenties, in life, in everything, you, you never get there, bro. Like you chase this, you chase this Nirvana feeling of the top of whatever it is and you're never going to get there because you're never going to be content it's this obsessive thing that great athletes entrepreneurs successful people have of they're always chasing that 10-year version of themselves like Matt, matthew mcconaughey says and it's like you're never going to get him you're never going to catch him so that's why you have to enjoy the process because it's all part of the journey and the story and i used to love you know shout out to coach alex i still have that text message saved i talk about it all the time but when i got hurt in college and I was just in the fucking dumps in the darkest place I've ever been in my fucking life. And he just texts me, he goes, Hey man, I know you're down, but I'm really happy for you. Cause this is just the end of the, your first part of your 30 for 30. Like the rest is how you just fucking kill it and make it. I'm just like, cause it's every time something bad happens now, I'm just like, man, it's going to make one hell of a fucking story. Mm -hmm. And that's why I always want to fucking document everything. Make a documentary of whatever you're doing right now, because it's always stupid until it's done. It's yep. like, McGregor, bro, notorious. He's 18 years old. They're like, what are you? Oh, I'm going to be a double champion. You know how many people are like, yeah, all right, bro, go fuck yourself. You and you and everybody, like, who are you, who are you bro? Yep. And now, like, he's he's everything. So it's just like, it's stupid until it's done. And then it's the dopest shit ever when you document it. Like, Mike just dropped on so many people on his doc. Billie Eilish, before she blew up, she fucking was, is recording songs in her fucking uh, bedroom she, with she her brother. She entire album from her yeah. bedroom. Yeah. And she wins all these, uh, yeah, all these Grammys, man. I was going to say Emmys. She wins all these Grammys and it's like, that's incredible. This started in a bedroom. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, so document it and start. Our, it's going to be our boy John Lindell. That's, well, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll I, get I don't want to spoil it too soon. No, you know, but, but it's, that's going to be, uh, that's, he's going to be that guy. Everything yeah. from his bedroom. He's Absolutely. Gonna, it's like Peyton Sawyer, Red Bedroom Records. <laughs>
good One Tree Hill reference. Oh my I, god! But it's I, it's, I my, love that. I appreciated myself for that reference. I love that. You know, <laughs> I, I told her like we watch America's Got Talent and stuff all the time, and I think I shed more tears about people making it than I do about sad shit. Mm. Because I can feel and see the passion through a TV, bro. That I'm just like, you see, you hear their story and they're making it. And they're just like kind of crying on stage of like. God, like you know that person went through some shit to be in that moment and they risked mm -hmm. everything to be there and it's like and I fuck with that when dude, people let the, their nuts hang and just go 100% and that's like literally the one more like one of the filters where like I know right away if I can like fuck with somebody on like a human level of like hey I I know that in, a, in my soul you and I would be friends Facts. like when you see when you see someone else succeed people for some reason feel like it takes away from them yeah, and then yeah. other people look at it and go, "That's cool as shit. Good for you." Like, hey, uh, like, how did you get there, bro? Yeah, you, like, figure it out. Like, what's your fucking story? Yeah. So it's like, because I I have people very close. I mean, very very close to me that are uh, I love and appreciate, but they have that mindset of like it takes away from them. Pie's big enough, bro. And but it's like sometimes like the shit's not even related to what they do. Yeah, like you're just a hater. For some reason, success in something completely different takes away from you. No. Yeah. But like, so that's what, like the reason that like, I know that about you yeah. of like, where it's like, you could actually get emotional when someone else has success because it's like, you love the I idea it, of it bro. so much that like, dude, I know that I don't know what you went through, but I know it was a lot yeah. to get there. And I'm I obsessed. I'm obsessed with that feeling, bro. Yep. Like I am obsessed with it. Cause like, it's like a high that you've, mm -hmm. that you touch once. It was like when I scored my first touchdown in college, like I was literally bro. Like I felt like I touched heaven. I was just like. Fucking crowd going, everything that I literally dreamed of and thought of, and it came to life, and I was just like, oh my god, this is like I get goosebumps talking about it because it takes you back to moments where that's what you go through all the shit for, yep. and it's so worth it. Yep. Those fucking ten seconds of my life that I'll never ever get back or whatever, like yep. it's worth all the bullshit that we went through at five a.m. in the fucking gym. You know what I mean? So I know that this is gonna pay off. Like it's yep. inevitable if you keep going, you put the work in, and you're a good fucking person, and you just do the right thing. It's inevitable. So, I mean, it fires me up, man, and it's just, I, That's I like, love that uh, like a quick example of like someone that has, has nothing to do with what I do for work and our worlds in terms of like the content I create and what I do for work and what she does for work when it comes to Lauren is she just got her master's and there were so many conversations we've had over the last six years of when she was prepping for a test and she was nervous or she was doing homework and she didn't want to or it was late but she had to keep studying and I was mm -hmm. going to bed or she wanted to hang with her dogs or people were going to parties and she had something to do or she had to volunteer on Saturdays when yeah. like where I went to on a Friday. Shit. And also when she she is now she finished her masters and she's officially a speech language pathologist, it's just like I am like but yeah, of course she's my girlfriend and like I want her to hear that, but it's more of like stuff like that where like what we do and like what she does, it's unrelated. But she had a goal. She put in all the fucking work to do there, and she succeeded in it. That's what I love. Oh my god, it's awesome! And you're and, witnessing it, and yeah. you're seeing you're with her at those bottom fucking moments in the in the valleys of watching her. Like fuck, I don't want to take this test, or I don't want to do this, and it's the grind and probably emotions uh -huh. and like, dude, like the doubts of and I, same thing with Minnie and, and her field, and everybody has their field that they're going through. That's why it's like there has to be a mutual respect for other human beings of like. Dude, everybody's going through something that they're trying to chase or the battle for or sure. everybody's trying to get somewhere. We're, and we're all doing this for the first time. We're all going through this day together for the first time. Like nobody's lived this day before uh -huh. right in this moment. So uh -huh. it's like fucking support each other. Let's go together. And that's an, it's an amazing accomplishment. And 
you just keep going and yeah, the more you keep exactly. climbing and she's she is the epitome of keep going jesus christ yeah. she's never going to stop but you hear it in their voice and you hear it uh -huh. and you see it and you see the work and the passion and the love like you love that shit. Mm -hmm. like so why would you stop so getting back to where we are with the uncommons yeah. right now yeah so we're diving in we're committing more resources we're Cheers committing that, more really. time yeah. we are committing to we've got some rebranding ideas some content ideas some marketing ideas that we're working on yeah. um we have a bank account we have our llc um well we're gonna try to document this process as best we can because honestly we forget because yeah. this because i mean there's building a business and there's yeah. actually recording all the stuff where it's like yeah. oh shit that's part of that is our business where our dog's trying to make rent too and yeah. fucking, she can't have a camera with us 24 7 even though she's incredible at it but we're gonna we're trying to document this to show the process of what yeah. we're going through, and hopefully either it helps you, inspires you, or you have advice for us because you've done this before. Yeah. And you're very successful. Sure, sure. Please reach out, um, investors, possibly you. We'd so, love some money. So, <laughs> so actually, to to pick up on that, like we're even to the point of uh, we created our very first. I mean, I've created six different pitch decks, but I sent one. We sent one to a guy that. Uh, yeah, ultimately we would love for him to be an investor, but we'd love really for him also to be an advisor to help mm -hmm. us out to do yeah. a brilliant marketing branding yeah. genius. Mm -hmm. And he constructively gave us a ton of criticism. Yes. And Which you need. He constructively tore it apart. But it was one of those things of like, even creating the first pitch deck and presenting somewhere was like a big emotional step. Like, oh fuck, we're, we're going for this now. Like this oh. is what we're doing. Oh, absolutely. And then, and then he came back with so much feedback to where I read it the first time. I'm like, dude, fuck. Like no shit. I need and, to fix and this. And then I was like, yeah, actually, dude, that guy cares so much to yeah. give us that much feedback. He could have been like, eh, it's not very good. End of email. Yeah. I and he sent us like a 700 word email. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, that's a guy that gives a shit. Yeah, well, it's, it's good for our end, too, like you said, yeah. for us to learn. and So it's like the, there's an example of we created a pitch deck. I mean, I thought it was – it looked dope, and it was, there was a lot of context I was missing, a bunch, bunch of – But it's only our two eyes. Yeah, yeah but a, a bunch of factors that are completely unimportant to the idea of we did it, got feedback back, and now we're going to get Now yeah. it's round two because round three, four, five, and six are way more important than round one. The only important thing about round one is getting through round one. And you're going to get better and it gets better and it gets, because then we're like, oh yeah, and this, and we can do this. Oh, easy. Like, right. And then it starts to click. And then if I could give a piece of advice that I've gotten from two now successful mentors, uh, you know, possible, you know, whatever the case is, um, one piece of advice from successful people is yeah. grill yourself or your business partners. Yeah. Like, you know, somebody that I've been talking to recently, he's, you know, on the verge of selling his company for some big money. And he's just like, we're talking about other stuff. And he's just like, what are all the problems? I want all the problems that could possibly happen. And then, you know, when me and you talk and I have ideas and you're grilling me, like, what the, like, what does this mean? Why would we do this? Why, 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 why? And it's just like, those grilling sessions are needed in order to grow. And then also understand your idea, your passion yeah. and your business more. Cause uh -huh. then when you're answering these questions, when you get to the point where it's like, cause there are some times when you've asked me and I'm like, boom, boom. And you're like, okay. And I'm like, okay, that was a test. You know, yeah. like, cause sometimes I'm getting pissed. Like, yeah, dude, what the fuck? Like I would do this, this, and this. You're like, okay, cool. Like, and it's like, yeah. And then he was like, dude, that's healthy. You need a business partner like that. You need friends yeah. like that. You need a partner significant other like that, that helps you grow and that questions you and that, because if you're just looking at it from your lens the whole time, it's going to be shitty. And dude, like literally speaking of, I have a, I was 13 years old. I played for a ex-professional baseball player, Craig Graybeck, and I played for him for like six or eight months. Um, the team, there was like a lot of issues with the team. It's when you were the best baseball player in the world, by the way. Um, no, it was actually <laughs> when I was like the fifth best player on the team because the four players before me are all on major league active rockers right now. Trippy. 
um, which sucks because I hit I hit third and played short on that team, and uh, I watched them on TV. <laughs> um, but he, I couldn't stand playing for him. Yeah. Looking back at it, I learned more about baseball from him in six or eight months than I learned from anybody besides my dad. But also, my dad had twenty years of coaching me, so there's yeah. a volume thing there. Yeah. But he, <laughs> he said that he literally told us on the day one. He goes, "If I am giving you shit and harping on you and yelling at you and just in your grill, that's the only place you want me." Because he goes, "As soon as I'm quiet, I stop. I have forgotten about you. I don't care if you are in my lineup or on the bench. I have forgotten about you." So. I, I always remember that now because it's like when we send that pitch deck because we're where we are right now we're we're looking for funding we're looking to raise money to build a team and, and a bunch of things, um, hit hit if you have money and you want to invest, um, but it's it's that point of like when that inv- potential investor and advisor hit us back with all that feedback, I had that split second thirteen year old me goes ah fuck this guy for a, a half a second and I go. Wait, this guy really yeah. fucking cares, actually. And that's battling your ego, too. For like, sure. It's it's exactly all it is. But I mean, even, you know, as I'm coaching a lot and I'm, I'm getting kind of more involved in that in that uh, industry, I tell the kids the same thing. Like, man, if I stop coaching you, like, there's kids that don't want it, and I know that, and they're just they're just there because mommy and daddy made them go. I don't talk to them. Yeah. There's the, You're wasting my time and energy. I'm not going to put time and energy into you if you're being forced to be here or you don't care or you don't love this because we're wasting both of our times. I'm going to focus on the kids that want to be here, want constructive criticism, want feedback, and want to be the best version of themselves they could possibly be that day. For sure. So, I mean, it all goes hand in hand with like, oh, coach is a dick, this guy's a dick, and it's like, yeah, maybe, but you're going to learn a shit ton because he's going to question you and it's going to make you better. Exactly right. So as we end this, here is kind of what I want to leave the listeners with is, we've gotten to this point ourselves, right? We have made pitch decks, we are looking for funding, we are looking for advisors, we are uh, and investors, and strategic investors and advisors at that point um but what we are really looking for too is feedback yes we're looking for so much feedback from anybody and everybody and here's the thing about feedback is we will read and digest and listen to every single part of it but then we will take what we believe is is valuable to us and then make decisions yeah um but i want to hear from people that have been there and customers and audience and like what you guys don't like about the page is it confusing this doesn't make sense like that's only going to make us, the products, the, the merchandise, everything better. It's, that's all it's going to do is make it better. So please question us and come with us, come at us with some feedback. Yeah, because at the very end of the day is, um, yeah, we're doing this here um, because we really enjoy it. But we really enjoy it to bring value to you as the listener. We're doing it like for you. That's the only reason that we press record. It's the only reason we start talking, we shoot, yeah. we do the vlogs and everything. Yeah, it's fun and everything, but like at the same time, it's like if there wasn't somebody that would have gotten impacted by us going through a fucking military workout, there's an easier workouts we could have done that day. Yeah. I would have loved to just hit arms in yeah. and, and, yeah. be, and be in and out in 20 minutes and be fine, except yeah. I was sore as shit for, I don't know, what is it, 72 days later and my body still hurts? Like, that, we're doing it because there's value that can be received on the other end. So if there's any feedback or any way that you think that we can provide more value, anything yeah. we can do better, anything we should, yeah. you believe we should stop doing, don't hold back. Roast us if that's what you believe Please. that we, de- we deserve. Um, because at the end of the day, we're just trying to improve for you guys and girls. Yeah, and no, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Thanks. Just, want to leave, just want to leave an impression that we all want to grow together and that we just want to leave you with being more open-minded um, and the willingness to grow and grow with us, you know? So. so thank you for listening to the Uncommons Podcast. Luke here with Caleb. Um, to recap, yes, we're looking for funding, advisors, investors, 
um, people that have a bunch of feedback, but also um, this podcast was not, but kind of was um, sponsored by the Long Hairs. Um, <laughs> hair ties for guys um, and um, whiskey. And that's, um, that's it. That's all I got. That's all I got too, man. Signing off. One love. Welcome to the startup phase, season two. <laughs>